0: Welcome to the Homeschool Loftcast, a podcast presented by the Homeschool Loft in De Pere, Wisconsin. Our goal at the Loft is to encourage parents who educate their children at home and let them know that they are both called to and empowered for the task of home-based education. At the Loft itself, we offer one-on-one consultations, book clubs and discussion groups, workshops and seminars, and a curriculum viewing library. Through the Loftcast, we extend our reach to encourage and bless homeschooling parents everywhere. My name is Tina Hollenbeck, when my friend and colleague Jenny Tetzner and I decided to launch this podcast, the idea of Acts 1-8 popped into my mind. That is, the notion that moving from Judea to Samaria to the ends of the earth. We started with Judea by introducing you to ourselves, our husbands, and our kids. And now it's time to move on to Samaria, by which we mean beginning to share with you the insight and wisdom of some of the amazing homeschoolers in our local community. We don't live in a very big area. Our entire county has only about 270,000 people. But homeschooling here has a long, rich history, and we're blessed with many homeschool-specific and homeschool-friendly community-based opportunities led by some incredible people. We're going to take time over the next several weeks to introduce you to some of those people in order to inspire you. And I can't think of anyone better to launch our foray into Samaria than my friend Molly Wenholz. In the fall of 2010, Molly created a homeschool specific choir and musical theater program in our area through which hundreds of kids and families, including my own, have been richly blessed. We've invited Molly on today to talk about her experiences running this program. So, without further ado, let me hand the mic to Molly and have you start by telling us a little bit about your family, about your motivation to homeschool your kids, and a little bit about your approach to home education.
1: Awesome. So, thank you both, Tina and Jennifer. Having me as a guest, I was honored and humbled to be even asked to be here. So very grateful for both of you and all that you're doing for our community. Keep us all motivated and yes. to keep us right. Um, we're all on the journey together. So so I've been married for almost 23 years to my husband, Greg, and I have four very high energy kiddos. Zoe, who just recently graduated from high school. Zachary is 14, Zayden is 12, and Xavier is 10. I graduated college with a degree in English and a minor in speech, and I taught at public high school for several years before Zoe was born. So from a very young age, I always knew I wanted to be a stay-at-home mom, but homeschooling wasn't necessarily like on my radar, so to say. Uh, my sister-in-law did make the decision to homeschool her oldest daughter because of some bullying issues at school. So indirectly, she was my motivation to homeschool. Truly, I can't say a day goes by when I'm not intensely grateful for this opportunity and the freedoms we do have to homeschool. As per my approach, um, I guess I would say I'm a hodgepodge homeschooler, for Yay. lack of a better term. I don't know if that's even a term, but I love that term. I know. <laughs> hodgepodge. Hodgepodge without like the confusion. Do you know what I mean? Like I think of hodgepodge yes. as being like, ah, oh, okay. But, I mean, yeah, we do have some, some moments of chaos, but of just a little yeah. bit of this and a little bit of that. And, and not surprisingly, many of the curriculum materials I've been able to use consistently with all of my kiddos, but my youngest savior is dyslexic. So we've had wow. to things up a little bit when it comes to him. But
0: yeah, a little bit of this and a little bit of that. It's It's worked for us. Yeah. Good. Do you have any favorite kind of providers that you have been some of your go-tos?
1: Yeah. We've done Story of the World with all of the Kiddos for History. I think that was on my radar since you might have mentioned it, Tina. I don't know. Um I love Horizon Math. You know, we've kind of dabbled in some co-op kind of things here and there, not like consistently or regularly, but a class here or there. You know what I think about hodgepodgeness
2: of homeschoolers, <laughs> also known as eclectic homeschoolers hey, right like that's much better I know <laughs> but I do like hodgepodge exciting yeah I think <laughs> that when we hodgepodge a little bit of this a little bit of that, we create our own ways yeah there are probably thousands yeah. upon thousands upon thousands of ways to homeschool
0: uh-huh.
2: that we've all created individually right. by you know bringing it but yeah eclectic homeschooling
0: yeah. hodgepodge homeschool. Because you have at least four distinct ways to homeschool Molly, because you have four kids, right? right? So that's what it is. Good point, Tina. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Right. All right. So let's talk music and theater. All right. One of our favorite topics here at the Tetzner House, and Tina's as well.
0: We're all musical type uh, people. We're theater people, you
2: guys. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Okay. So you launched His Majesty's Theater in the fall of 2010 with your first production, Annie. Annie. Near and dear to my heart, I might add. Okay, I walked (laughs) around for years singing, "The sun will come out tomorrow." (laughs) Listen, I just had we're we're theater people. All right, you go. So yes, and Hosanna, Hosanna, Yep, Yep. Mm -hmm. Hosanna Choir. Mm -hmm. The following year, right, in which you had the kids sing selections from Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. Yes, yes. Why did you want to create homeschool specific music programs
1: like this? And how did you go about getting started? All right. So, my high school career essentially hinged on and was defined by my own experiences in musical theater, so I guess you mm-hmm. could say I wanted these same experiences for my own kiddos because they were just they were just amazing. Those were where my friends came from and and such great high school memories. So, before Zoe was born, I did teach at a local performing arts studio but it didn't really take long after she was born for me to realize that I just I guess I wanted more more than that I wanted to be surrounded by like-minded families and my kiddos to be surrounded by like-minded peers I, there were times when I was uncomfortable with the content that was chosen and the cost to enroll was more than we could have ever afforded so I kind of wanted to do musical theater my way so I took a risk and I left the studio and I guess I've never looked back so getting started honestly I guess wasn't really difficult for me at all I I just posted information on our homeschool websites and email threads and just trusted essentially that God would take care of the rest. And <laughs> like any new endeavor, we started out small, but we've most definitely grown. So God is good. What a blessing.
0: It really was that simple. I mean, you, you yeah, put it out I there know, and right?
1: it got going. Yeah. Well, I had experience teaching theater yeah. Yeah, and being right. involved with it myself. So it wasn't like completely new to me. Right. So it was just a matter of just how do I now, you know, convey this, what we're going to be trying to do in an yeah. email. Such a passion thing.
2: Yeah. And passion is so contagious. Yeah. Right? And yeah. so that was, oh, I love well, that.
0: Well, and my girls, I don't know how we, we didn't hear about. When you were starting the show, the first show for Annie. Okay, but right. we went to the performance, oh, and okay. and that was it. You know, we, we came to the show, and the girls are like, "We want to be in that for the rest of our lives." Yes. Oh well, <laughs> till death do us part. Right? And it kind of yeah. has been that way, hasn't yeah. it? Uh-huh. But that was their inspiration, it. and they were kind of mad at me. They're like, "Mama, why didn't you tell us that we could be in this show?" I'm like, "I didn't know about it, exactly <laughs> for whatever well, reason." And so. That's a
1: part of it too. It's like it started out small, but then once people started coming to see it and asking mm-hmm. questions, and it just word of mouth tended to kind of just build. To build the program. Yes. Excessive years. Yeah. I can't believe we just didn't run into each other.
2: I know. Ever. I know. It's crazy. I mean, it I've heard kind of your name all the time. Okay. Well, okay. <laughs> Well, here <laughs> we, we are just, today. Listen, and, and now you're sitting in my basement. <laughs> yeah, I know. Right. And helping, <laughs> and helping us with glitches in our podcast. <laughs> right. So it's a good thing right. you're in Team theater. effort. Because I feel like that's part of theater
1: as yep. well. It's just, right? Mm-hmm. Thinking on of your feet, course. right? That's
0: right. I'm actually curious about the shows that you were in in high school and mm-hmm. then, um, what are the choirs and the musical productions you've actually produced for the homeschoolers? Right.
1: So in high school, I did Sound of Music, Annie, Annie Get Your Gun, and then Music Man my senior year. So those were kind of classic musical theater. Yes, theater I, music I
0: did Sound of Music. Shows. I was just one of the nurses on the beach. And then my senior year, I got to be the Mother Abbess in the Sound oh, of Music. Oh, so. didn't know that. Awesome. I not know
1: that yeah, either. that's an iconic role.
0: Yeah, I think they are. Uh, they had to lower the key because mm, oh, I yeah, couldn't yeah, have yeah. done it in the key that it was written in, yeah. but it was
1: wonderful. I just wonderful. figured out this past year, there's some awesome software online that you can mm. lower, you can use that to lower. That matters. <laughs> Doesn't that matter? <laughs> it matters a lot, especially to, you know, the kids when they have already their anxieties about being yes. on stage. But then if a song's not in, in a key that they feel, they can really nail it yeah. to give them that freedom and that, you know, peace of mind. Yeah, because one wouldn't know that.
2: Especially starting off, you might just oh, yeah. think, no, I have to sing it just as I hear it. Yeah. And then that makes you feel like a bad singer. I and know, like, But I, I was know. such a great singer with my songs. Yep. <laughs>
1: right? Yep. So it's beautiful what I you can do with, with music. So for the full-fledged musical productions, we have done Annie, like you mm-hmm. mentioned, Tina. Um, Wizard of Oz, The Sound of Music, Into the Woods, Cinderella, and then most recently, Beauty and the Beast. And then for Choir, we've done Don Spell. And Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat, Susical, Les Mis, and Anastasia, which we never got to finish because that was our COVID choir. Mm-hmm. And I think we also did Beauty and the Beast for choir too. That's the only one we've doubled up on.
0: Yeah, you did yeah. do it for choir. Yep,
1: but yep. that's right. We've a long age span
0: in between though, so yeah. it's fine. Yeah.
1: So. I should note that when I do choir, so I do a full-fledged musical production every other year, and then on the off years we do the choir, On Friday afternoons and then on the alternating Fridays, then I also offer um, an improvisational acting class, which ends up being super fun for the kids. So just kind of gives us a little bit of a break. So it's not all year, every, I should say, not every Friday for the choir then.
0: Well, and with the musicals, you do something a little unusual because I know like conventional theater, you practice like crazy for six weeks straight and you lose your life to it for that amount of time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then you perform it, but you do something different. Can you tell people what you do with that?
1: Right. So we do rehearse only on Friday afternoons for a couple hours. Mm-hmm. So it, it is a commitment of essentially nine months, mm-hmm. too. So there's, there's advantages and disadvantages to both. But I love how, how the process unfolds when it's spread out through that length of time and just the friendships that form. And it, it, it just works for us and for our homeschool community when there's so many other opportunities available to kids and they've got so many other things going on. I hate to just consume that much time of their lives. I don't think it would really work with mm-hmm. our homeschool community.
2: Yeah. Although the kids probably would. They're such, right? The music, the theater
1: kids. Yeah. But, you know, any theater kid knows that when you commit to it, it is a sacrifice. And it's even been hard for me over the last couple of years to really reaffirm that, that I know this is only Friday afternoons, but it still is a commitment because there were times when kids just wouldn't show up and it was like, "Mm." you know, you have to be all in. This is such a team effort, even if you're, quote unquote, just an ensemble member. Yeah. Yeah. There's no such thing as just, right? Right. Yeah. Right. Okay, so of all of those shows that you mentioned, <laughs> this, this will be
2: a hard question. Mm-hmm. Which ones? Do you have like one favorite or two favorite that are near and dear to your heart?
1: I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Um, you know, obviously each one has been special for its own, for its own reasons, but Les Mis Choir was probably by far, you know, without getting emotional, it was just, um, never thought I'd be able to, to do that. We'd ever be able to do that. It's such a beautiful Beautiful show, beautiful message, by far one of my top all-time favorite musicals. And um, we were able to invite some alumni back, and the show was just, it was awesome. And I would then also have to say probably Beauty and the Beast for um, musical production just because of the fact that we were able to overcome some pretty overwhelming obstacles this past year to even have a theatrical production. Um, I'm so grateful for all the ways God provided for us this past year, and it was just the last show for a lot of the kids who've been with me for a really long time. So it was an emotional journey. Mm-hmm. A beautiful one, but an emotional one. Yep. That is beautiful.
2: And that was my other question, is why do those stand out? But yeah, that's yeah. why, mm-hmm. right?
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: I don't want to, um, I don't want to make you cry. <laughs> Sorry if I do, mm-hmm. but I know that um, your daughter Zoe, mm-hmm. she graduated. hmm so she's one of the kiddos that's been with you since obviously the beginning of when you've done this. Mm-hmm. Right. And so she was the perfect Belle.
1: So oh, God <laughs> I just have to tell you, you know, yes. I never had that show on my radar. That's why I did it mm-hmm. for choir thinking there's never going to be a possibility we can actually stage this right. show. Yeah. Because um, those thoughts are always processing through my mind. But we did it. And I think we did it so well. And the kids just, kids gave it their all. And it was just a beautiful, beautiful journey. Yeah. My boys, I have my three boys, they do, the, they do the musical theater thing. They don't complain, but it's not the same as it is for my daughter who relishes it and loves it.
0: So. Well, like you said, this last year, God provided in so many ways. Oh. Gaston and The Beast came out of the woodwork, didn't they? Oh, they They did. They <laughs> and did. they were amazing. It's like, where have they been all these years? That
1: has been one of the <laughs> overwhelming challenges. So like as a director, your mind starts to think about, well, what shows could I do given the talent I know I have, but yet recognizing there's more out there that. God hopefully will provide. So there's always, like, um, there's an element of a leap of faith, like, okay, God, we're going to do this show. Please send me the boys. We've got plenty of girls, you know. It's always the it boys. Is, and they always come. They always come. And they seem yes. like perfect, perfect fits for their parts. Like, our guest down this year was genuinely muscular. I'm thinking, I got it. I'm going to have to find a muscle <laughs> suit. I'm going to have to have him, like, pump iron, you know, while he's not on stage. Yeah. But they were manly. They were manly men, you know, like. They didn't they they fit the roles so so ideally and so perfectly. So
0: most definitely. So what are some of the challenges that you faced along the way?
1: As I as I kind of mentioned before, one of the challenges I face kind of every year is how to make the ensemble feel like mm. they're valuable and they're important and we need them <laughs> because they are. I mean, they truly do make or break a show. I always kind of give them the analogy of like I don't know, I've always used like the peanut butter and jelly sandwich thing because usually the ensemble numbers are your opening and closing numbers, you know. And I say we've got all that awesome, delicious, you know, jelly and peanut butter in the middle that's just, you know, to die for. You know, we don't have the bread, you know. <laughs> yeah, the, that's the pieces holding it together. I'm like, nobody cares about the peanut butter and jelly. You know, it's not <laughs> that's so good. So I'm like, you guys are like you come out there. Your first impression, of whether or not Grandpa's going to keep his eyes open for the next hour yeah. and a half, you know, like is he true. sold? You know, yeah. So they do. They, I, I just really do challenge them, and and they, it's legitimately true that they do make mm-hmm. or break a show. So that's definitely um, a challenge. And then, what's become more of a challenge the last couple of years is managing the backstage. So as as the productions get bigger, I wear a lot of hats, but um, I can't be. As much as moms, you know, believe we can be in two places at once and we would love, love to do that. I can't. So yeah. I can't be running sound in the front of the, you know, stage mm-hmm. and then be backstage. So, and that's where Tina's daughter comes in and yeah. she is, she has been an immense answer to prayer, just managing that backstage area. But beautiful part is that that's where she wants to be and she yeah. loves that part of it. So, I, I mean, I couldn't do it without, I couldn't have done it without Tina's daughter, Rachel. Yeah. She's just been Amazing, organized little mom back there, you know, <laughs> yeah. and just things would not
0: run. Oh, she was a 30 her, year old, 13 year old. Yeah, and that's, and that's just kind it. of the way she's always been. So, yeah.
2: <laughs> such an organized person yeah. and just, yeah, yeah. I don't know. The whole backstage crew, oh, I'm just always amazed in general because those are, you know, the unseen ones just mm-hmm. hold such a great spot. It is a gift for sure. You know, because a lot of people think of theater of just as being out there in the front and being the right? main role and mm-hmm. doing all this. So, I bet you that's hard to instill that into those kids that, hey, no, your, your part is critical, but the ones who actually, some kids just want that.
0: Right. That's right. enough.
2: They, they get filled up. Mm-hmm. They just want and to then be you a get part. embarrassed
0: when you say you need to come out and take balls yeah, at the end. Right. No, Ooh. I don't want to be seen. Yeah. <laughs> they
1: weren't unseen this year because we didn't right. have a curtain. We had an alternate performance space this year. So no curtains. So <laughs> Rachel and then my other Stage as the assistant, Gabe. We're doing all live scene changes, so they were visible oh. the entire time. And they were all they were all black, and they got into yes. it. But I mean, she was everything backstage. She was like <laughs> calming nerves. She was providing, you know, lemon drops, costume snafus, you know, lighting, sound effects. Yeah. I mean, the number of hats she <laughs> yes. wore was intense. You know, and I was exhausted just thinking about that. But she <laughs> she was such an answer to prayer. So.
0: But to be able to do the show was an answer to prayer for her too, though, because as you know, Molly, her plans were kind of destroyed really because of mm-hmm. the COVID situation. And so when she ended up being home and then there you were, and there was a need that she could fill and it was just God completely, he knows, he knows, mm-hmm. and he puts things mm-hmm. together just mm-hmm. what people need. Right. So.
2: I love that. Can yeah. I, can I say something too is it's interesting because Rachel and Madeline are both kind of have aspects of each other that are so the same. Mm-hmm. I think, so Madeline's been in theater all the way up, and she's 18 now. One wouldn't have thought it, though, because she's been a quieter, you know, soul. Right. And it's interesting having been in theater for so long. There are so many theater people that really are not extroverted. The majority of them are introverted, yeah. yep. but that you would never guess mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. From the backstage people to, I mean, just and it's yeah. such a loud, energetic environment. And then come
1: to find out they're not the extroverted
2: type. Do you and find that? Would you I say? I do.
1: And perhaps it's just like a safe outlet to, I don't know. This year, without getting into too much details, the young man who played the Beast had never been, never been in a theatrical production. He came at, as a, on a whim to audition. And he shared with me, he, has very, he suffers from very high anxiety um, Pretty intense anxiety, and he shared with me early in the journey that you know he said, "You know, Miss Molly, I've never done anything that I didn't have an option to back out." And I looked at him and I said, "Well, you ain't backing out of this." <laughs> like, I know, Miss Molly was. I know that. I'm like, yeah. okay, I just want to make sure we're, mm-hmm. we're clear. <laughs> He's like, I know. He was. This is a big deal for me. And he did struggle with, you know, you know, as performances came, but he persevered, and um, hopefully, it'll make him a better person because yeah. of it. But yeah,
2: well, and I can say that just from from my daughter who, you know, not only was it just, you know, the growing in the nuts and bolts of theater with dancing and singing and all of those things, but truly just her growth in confidence Mm -hmm. was one of the hugest things that we saw because she started when she was little. right, And so coming out of it and really talking with, you know, her teachers, I mean, it was really just... Amazing, like a change, like it just helped her so much grow into who God called her to be. Oh, that's mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah. Gave her the brave, you know, she's the channel just, of that. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. exactly. Now, what about, so we we talked about some of those challenges. What are the, now this is a question for you, I'm <laughs> sure. What are some of the biggest joys and blessings that you've experienced on mm-hmm. this
1: journey? I guess just kind of, you know, watching these kiddos, and I use kiddos, but um, I guess some of them are five. I mean, five and up, but um, just watching them really own their characters and really start to feel comfortable in those characters' shoes is just really great. I've had a lot of times when you just didn't, like another young man who's been with me for a long time was playing a very lead role this past year as Cogsworth, and he just, he just overwhelmed all of us with his ability to just mm-hmm. own it. It's not It didn't seem in his blood, you know, like yeah. I, I thought this is going to be a big challenge for you, but you're up for it, but he just owned it, and Um, just really blossomed and it was great to see that the other thing is I really I love hearing from family members and friends who have come to see the show like we're truly just overwhelmed by the fact that this is a homeschool production Mm -hmm. you know those people who maybe frequent musical theater or you know theater in in any regard and I just want to say well duh You know, like (laughs) what did you expect? You know, but I suppose that just might not be charitable, but um, it's just that part just always, that always gets me to like, yeah, you know, we can do this and we can do it well. Cause that's what I always tell the kids. I'm like, we're not only going to do the show. We're going to do it well and we're going to nail it. And we want to make each other proud and our parents and our family members proud. And then, of course, as I mentioned before, like every, every last show or every performance is always a tearjerker for yes. me. It's just like very cathartic. Like um, I do put a lot of time and energy into the putting this all together and just the thoughts that are always spinning and, and the ideas and such. So when it comes to that last show or whatever it, it may be, that run of the show, it, it's just always very emotional for me because there's just so much joy. And coupled with, you know, some some mourning too, knowing that I'm not going to have those kids with me anymore along, along for the journey. But it's just that that too. But God has has been so good, has been so good. And he continues to be. So he continues to answer prayer. Like I said, even when I desperately ask him to send me, you know, you a good man. <laughs> <laughs> he, always, he always provides. So it's just, yeah, those are the blessings, just seeing how he continues to provide. And the, conti- the kids just continue to step up to the plate and just... Nail nail these performances, so they're so much fun to watch.
2: Yeah, what what a privilege! Yeah, that you right. Get exactly. To That's beautiful. Start with forward. them, you know, and and mm-hmm. like saying even you know watching Madeline, my girl, go through the whole thing. So, but you you get to witness that. You know, just mm-hmm. what I'm talking about is that apprehensiveness. I can't do this mm-hmm. to just outright courage at the end mm-hmm. and seeing mm-hmm.
1: that time and time again. What a blessing you are! Oh, this has been a blessing for me too. Ah. <laughs> uh, my sanity on Friday oh. afternoons, I always say. It's yeah. just my, you know, my out, my opportunity to just step outside of yeah. my routine and just mm-hmm. do something different. Yes. So good. Well, and
0: you've been doing it for 11 years now. Mm-hmm. Are you able to keep in touch with some of the kids who've graduated oh, and yeah. moved on most and definitely. see yep. kind of what they're doing as adults now?
1: Yeah, most definitely. And that's beautiful, too. So You know, we just will share texts or Mm -hmm. when they're in town for the summer, they'll stop by for a cup of tea or coffee or something like that. So, you know, there's a couple that have decided to pursue musical performance in some regards and there's others that haven't. But anytime like our paths cross, there's always like an, you know, there's always that memory from that show and that'll always come up and we'll be able to share that moment and laugh about it and, (laughs) I don't know, brings us back to, to good times. So definitely, yeah, yeah, continue to connect.
0: Sure. Well, the other thing that I know that you've done is um, you've drawn from a lot of different subsets of our homeschool community in town here, because um, there's several active groups, um, different faith perspectives, different backgrounds, and I get how have you done that? You know, kind of draw from across the whole spectrum, and then also to maintain unity, because I know from having watched my girls grow up in your your performances, there is unity among yeah. the cast and. They come from all these different backgrounds, and sometimes this year even traveling an hour or more to come yeah, right, to practices right. and such. So, any tips yeah. on that?
1: Yeah, and I'm not a social media person; like, mm-hmm. I don't have any accounts or anything on that regard. So, really, like, my only quote unquote advertising does just happen through the local homeschooling websites and email threads. And like I said before, as as we've grown, word of mouth, I guess, has been probably the best testament to what we're doing and what we're trying to do on Friday afternoons. I do, I do think it's beautiful that our cast includes students from all, all ages. Like, it's usually yes. five and up. Now, this past year, we had to limit things just because mm-hmm. of, of COVID and everything. But it's usually five and up. So that's an intense age gap. You know what I'm saying? That's a challenge, yeah. I would say. Yeah. And a variety of faith backgrounds, too. But it's even, it's even more beautiful. But I guess this is typical of our homeschooling. You know, just, just who we are as homeschoolers is that we do all get along. I mean, mm-hmm. we, don't yeah. burden, exactly. we don't see those younger kids as a burden. Or we don't see those younger kids as annoying. or I can say that with complete honesty. None of that, Mm -hmm. none Mm -hmm. of that ever comes up ever. I never sense that at all. And as I mentioned before, I do love to challenge the kiddos, but I do like to have a lot of fun. So our Friday Mm -hmm. afternoons are a social opportunity too. So there's plenty of time for the kids just to be together and, you know, to catch up on their week and everything like that. Uh, The past couple of years, I have made like a genuine effort to get some of the principal performers together outside of rehearsal time, whether it be for a game night or just for pizza or to watch a movie or something like that. And I have noticed that it does make a, a difference with their their chemistry on stage. So it's been fun to be able to kind of extend those rehearsals into just like some other social opportunities throughout the year. For example, um, we've done this the last couple of years, but next Friday, no, the 9th, whatever that is, um, <laughs> we're having our DVD premiere night, our red carpet premiere night. So I'll have the main cast over, and we'll watch the DVD that um, a couple of our family members family members have been working on to kind of edit and put together. And so. We're going to have have like hot button questions for them to answer as they're standing on the red carpet and things like that. Well, just a chocolate fountain and just trying to so do things fun. like that. Yeah, trying to just keep them together and celebrate, you know. We do an ice cream social at the end of every year just so we don't, you know, our last time together is not that last performance, but we have time to catch up and just socialize at another date after that. But that's been a big part of it too, to recognize it's not just about the theater. It's about those Social opportunities and just getting everybody together. Yeah.
2: What an opportunity, yeah. for the homeschooling world.
1: Because there are so many parents that think,
2: you know, they're on the fence about homeschooling, mm-hmm. but then concerned, well, you know, what about all right? the extracurriculars? What about sports? Mm-hmm. What my child loves theater? What about all these things? And so, ah, uh, it's so good. And because of that, Molly, what would you advise homeschooling parents? interested in launching homeschool choir and or musical theater in their communities
1: what would you advise right. as so i mean it it sounds super cliche but just do it just, <laughs> just take that leap of faith and and trust that god will provide i've never ever had a year when i've been disappointed mm-hmm. or had any regrets and I'm, as of now, I'm a one woman, woman show, but it, it doesn't have to be that way. I know a lot of other programs that have been successful with several parents at the helm. So it's just kind of, you know, if you're feeling more comfortable, like this is something you want to do, but I want to bring others along for the ride. Mm-hmm. That's an option for me, just the way my mind works and the way I process things. I find that it's more effective for me if I just kind of do at least the initial part and most of it on my own. But I do have people who help, obviously, along the way. But yeah. I just, just do it. Yeah. <laughs> just do it. That's
0: you can, right. you know.
2: You're just using just trust your, your giftings that God gave you and That's that passion.
1: So right. And look at where where God's led you. Right. To bless other right. families. And if it starts out small, I mean, don't be discouraged. I mean right. but it will grow. If it's a good thing, it will
0: it will grow. Do you think maybe starting out with a year of choir would be kind of yeah, an most easier definitely. introduction? Yeah, I uh-huh.
1: would think so. Uh-huh. You're right. You're right. And your choir doesn't have to be musical theater pieces. That's right. just what I choose. So yeah. if you've got some other inspiration like you want collection of songs from a certain artist or something like that. But for me, I'm such a musical theater buff that it just, I always think, okay, now what shows could I not probably ever stage? And then I like to choose those for.
0: Right. But it also, I mean, it helps you to see and hear the kids, right? In a less intensive environment than an audition and kind of see, because I know the other thing that Molly does is um, choirs are not just choir because they're musical theater,
1: yeah, right. Productions,
0: tell them right. what you do with your choirs.
1: So, choir, like, we'll do some choreography, yeah. you know. So, <laughs> it's not like intense moving and grooving, but um, enough where there's movement, to, you know, your jazz hands and your <laughs> movement of your feet and things like that. And then we always usually do like sign language to one of the songs. So, there's movement and there's costuming. Costuming. Yeah.
0: So, you can get a feel for which kids have a dramatic
1: flair exactly. maybe That's for the next true. show. So. That would be a good springboard to yeah. kind of see what you got to work with. Mm-hmm. Most definitely. Yeah. I have a question definitely. about costuming.
2: Yeah. So how do you go about all yeah. the costumes and all the pieces? And-
1: so the kids create their own mm-hmm. because I find or I have found that they love to do that mm-hmm. and they take more, more ownership in that yeah. and they enjoy that. I mean, there's been a couple, there's been years when I like purchase certain specialty items or borrow them from you would be. I mean, maybe you wouldn't, but I've been so blessed to recognize that in general, the theater, the musical theater community, whether that be at local high schools or, you know, just community theater are very. Willing to share yeah. and help. I've never ever had an issue finding a costume mm-hmm. piece or a prop piece or something yeah. like that. It may yes. take
2: some digging, but mm-hmm. I'm always amazed at the simplicity of costumes. And you know, one would think if you weren't a part of the theater world that you would need
1: the most elaborate. you know, I know but right? no, it's just it's so simple, and just the great acting makes well, up and for that's, all of it. That's the big thing about our shows that I do impress upon the kiddos: we do not have intense set pieces or back you know backdrops or lighting or sound. I always tell the kids the selling point of our shows is your talent. Yeah. And your your performance. Mm -hmm. And it's that's been the case. They really that's why I think people are just so impressed.
0: It is pretty impressive, too, some of the costumes that the families come up with. I yeah. still remember the flying monkey. Oh, I know. Somebody always has to go above and beyond oh goodness, and put everybody yes. to shame, right? It's like, okay. He was one special flying monkey. <laughs> he was, and he had a
1: munchkin costume to match, too. That like yes. was just intense.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's fun to see the variety. <laughs> That's true. And it's just, I mean, it kind of is a testament to homeschooling as well. That's true. Because each kid's a unique individual. So right. all their costumes are slightly different right. from each other as right. well. Right, so. right.
1: Testament to their characters, exactly. too. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's been fun for sure. That's good.
0: So you have, um, you're slated to do choir this next Mm -hmm. coming year. What, uh, what show are you going to be doing for that?
1: So we're doing Aladdin. Ah, right. And we're doing the Broadway, a lot of the Broadway Mm -hmm. music. So I'm excited about that. And then, you know, of course, if the beauty of choir, so you don't necessarily need, you know, like when we did Joseph, for example, as a choir, most of the solos for Joseph were sung by a female. So it wasn't like, you know, so I think you have some freedom, at least in that regard for choir too, which is another maybe reason why starting with choir, if you're thinking of, you know, taking you know, an endeavor in this, this regard would be a good idea. We can always like have solo pieces be entire ensemble numbers. So it just gives you that freedom more of an in a choir setting to do. So we're looking can, forward can to Can we tell our listeners or you can tell them how they can,
2: so is there a website they go to or what? Can you, you know, put that information I mean, out there? Right. I, like I setup, I don't.
1: Have social media. I just, it's right. Teen has been yes. spreading the word in some capacity. I found out. hopefully <laughs> well, this kidding. will spread. I tried to
0: protect your privacy. No, yeah. no actually, what I what I think what people could do though, they could email us at the Homeschool Loft. If, if they and maybe I had questions my information, about how to get something started. Do that.
1: Oh, most definitely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I don't mind that at all.
2: <laughs> and you have families come not just from the Green Bay area, but you know, I know mm-hmm. we see
1: families from Appleton and all right. around. And yep, Ashkash was the furthest. I mean, traveling like upwards of an hour to come. Yeah. Which is, like I said, it's a commitment, but when you keep it to every Friday, yes. it's more of a doable commitment. Then families will make a day out of it, or it's a field trip day, or it's, you right. know. As opposed can to committing with, six
0: weeks in yeah, a row. I yep, mean, you, that's not that possible. Would, that wouldn't
1: be possible, okay. right? Yeah. That's right. Not For like... myself either, though. Oh, right. I don't think I could <laughs> give up six six yeah. weeks of my life right. either
0: right well exactly. and your kids other academic things i mean yep. how that would yep. really be impossible right. i yep. don't think so right. that would work so.
1: well molly wentholes thank
2: <laughs> you for coming on oh, the show you. today yes thanks for helping with the glitches yep yep <laughs> effort. you're just such a pro effort. for all of you listeners we are blessed that you join us each friday at 7 a.m I'm usually sitting there right at 7 a.m. Or
0: whenever they tune in.
2: It's whenever you (laughs) tune in. And from wherever you listen to your podcasts, you can find the Homeschool Loftcast. I hope your day is blessed. And I hope that you know that you are enough. You are the best teacher for your children.